This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. African Steel Giant Arsenal Metal released a set of numbers. Now we know this is a company that operates in an embattled steel sector uh, that uh, has recently come out to speak of the possible closure of the Longs business. Uh, you know, and that has been widely reported on a uh, part of the business that has a ripple effect on many families and many communities. And as we speak to the CEO, Kwebus Fostad, this evening, we also try to get a picture of what it might take to save this business. Kwebus, thank you so much for your time uh, this evening. Uh, and for joining us, it's been a very tough period for ArcelorMittal. But I think what is a little bit encouraging, and you'll tell me if it really is encouraging, is that revenue is up slightly and we are seeing a loss at the bottom of the income statement. But it does mean that something is still happening. No, I think you're 100% correct. I think one should also look at it at the backdrop of a very difficult international steel environment uh, from a pricing perspective, but also from a demand perspective. I think domestically we've reached a level of demand where we can't actually go lower. Company, a country outside with the population uh, can't consume less than uh, 4 million tons a year. So I think there's volume upside. And also in our flat business, uh, our focus is now to grow volume uh, and improve quality. I must ask you, Gobis, uh, the demand that we've seen, uh, you know, subsiding, where has it gone? Uh, you know, obviously, uh, at some point, there was sufficient demand for ArcelorMittal in this market. What has changed? Well, I think uh, infrastructure spent. Mm-hmm. I mean, a large consumer of steel is large infrastructure projects, uh, dams and those type of bridges uh, and factories and those things. So, So that is a a big contributor to, uh, to the demand. And then just uh, the disposable income. Last year, we also see a, a reduction uh, in sort of the general steel spent. Uh, people people is, uh, is, is, is battling. So that also contribute to that. I'm also going to touch on the balance sheets and how that's faring amidst all of the challenges. Yeah, I think we were, as you saw, despite the, the poor financial performance, our net debt only deteriorated by 400 million. So we were able to release a lot of working capital. Uh, um, and uh, so we, we're in a, a reasonable position from a balance sheet perspective. But I think the same comment as last year, we still need to improve our balance sheet all over to really equip us uh, to be able to, to spend on growth capital and expansion. And a big one that's come out, I think, in recent weeks, Aquabus, is what we're seeing with the Longs business. Just talk to us about, uh, you know, what we're seeing with the Longs business and even the collaboration between uh, players in the steel sector uh, to try to keep this business going. Yeah, I think the uh, the reaction to our uh, uh, disclosure announcement was actually quite big, especially with the downstream industry. And I mean, following that, we have the substantial engagement with government, Transnet, uh, uh, various parties, customers. Um, so there's uh, there's some initiatives identified, and I think uh, we we sort of agreed to create a bit of space to really cement these benefits and get them into realization phase. I think we also admit it's it's not going to be easy, uh, but we're going to give it a good shot to see if we can prevent that 
under the assumption that we cannot and will not accept a negative cash flow while we do this. That is an actually an interesting one that comes out of here. I also uh, realize that there are various short-term initiatives that have been put in place here at Quibus. And of course, some of them rest on other uh, stakeholders. Uh, but it also does sound like this is a crisis that uh, is being solved for actively, which is very, very encouraging. Uh, please speak to us about these short-term initiatives. No, I think the short-term initiative, firstly, the export ban or scrap that has not been extended. We still want to advocate for the tax to be disappeared, but it's uh, it's something that we can work on uh, with government around policy. Uh, Transnet's new uh, interim leadership has, has really worked with our teams hard to find solutions. So there's, although there's risk, it's also not promises. These things are real, but they required hard work and commitment uh, to, to be delivered on. Um, and then we also have, are still working with some of our suppliers. Uh, and with labor to see how everybody can contribute to the longer-term sustainability. So these are all the short-term interventions, which will give us time to really uh, sculpt the medium term, which is around investment uh, into capital projects that will reduce uh, costs, that will increase volumes through value-added exports, as well as localization of current imports. I also want to speak about the global landscape and how that has also uh, been a challenge or maybe even an enabler uh, for the business. I think globally it's largely largely China. Growth in China is, is sluggish. China's uh, steel production is over capacity and their uh, exports into the rest of the world uh, is at very high uh, levels. Obviously that impact us in other countries from a demand, uh, but also from a price perspective. Um, there's talk about stimulus uh, in China. Uh, so how will that play out this year? Still difficult to say when it comes to China. Uh, they always follow uh, their own set of rules. We've also seen uh, the steel master plan, uh, you know, coming to light. And I'm keen to find out about how that assists in uh, the the issues that we are seeing here. We know that uh, South Africa has seen a decade long, possibly even more period of deindustrialization, Aquabus. And it's a part of the reason why companies like ArcelorMittal are battling. Does the master plan speak to these challenges? If we implement the document as is, uh, you know, and then, of course, an enabling global and local environment, can we see? Uh, this industry uh, coming back to its former glory? I think the steel master plan from an intent perspective is a good document. Uh, Real tangible progress to date, not really. So many participants participants in the master plan is not too excited about that. So I think it's our role with other role players in government to see how we reconfigure and repurpose that master plan uh, to become something that can actually deliver uh, results. I'm also keen just to get a look outlook on the you know for the rest of the financial period, but also uh, just uh, what might happen, Aquibus, if we do see interest rates falling, uh, that might put more money uh, back in the pockets of uh, businesses, but also uh, people. I think I think from a from a, a steel perspective, I think we can. Uh, with reasonable certainty say that there's a bit of upside from a volume perspective. 
firstly from a renewable side and secondly from the ESCOM transmission lines. So uh, short, medium term, there is definitely upside. You saw the growth in our neighboring countries uh, are actually above 3 3.5%. So we can also expand into those markets, which is, should be defined as home markets. So a bit more optimistic from a volume perspective. And as I said earlier, that's also we are now shifting uh, our focus from, um, don't say less of a cost base uh, focus, but uh, more on a volume focus, uh, especially in the flats side of the business while we're sorting out the end games uh, for the longs business. Our interview, uh, you know, uh, coincides perfectly with the State of the Nation address. Are you expecting the president to speak of the steel sector at all today, considering also what's at stake, uh, you know, if we can't uh, help the industry, if we can't keep the longs business going? I, I don't I don't know. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I would uh, I would I would guess. I mean, I know he's aware of the issues. Mm-hmm. So but I am not uh, privy to those uh, uh, info. And also, I think before we go, if the longs business uh, isn't able to be saved, Aquabus, what is at stake here? Jobs, livelihoods? Uh, do we have numbers? No, I think I think the the numbers was actually widely published after our announcement. I mean, it's a uh, three and a half own people, mm-hmm. but uh, once you start uh, adding the downstream industry uh, and other players. I mean, there was there was impact studies done by independent parties, not commissioned by us. Uh, people talk uh, the amount of people of north of eighty thousand people, uh, so the impact is 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 dramatic. Welcome, but it's all we have time for today. I hope the next time we speak, uh, you know, lots has changed, um, and we can speak of a, a much more upbeat steel sector. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Nolathando. Bye bye. Fantastic. Go well. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.